are we? I warmed up today. That didn't come out so good. <laughs> <laughs> no, that that would be like alcohol. Who are we, Carrie? Our... <laughs> Screaming divas. Yeah, okay. Or I might just be the cackling diva. The cack oh yeah, we are definitely the cackling divas today. In the mercy. Woods. In the woods. And who, 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 who way <laughs> did we interview today? Oh my God. Okay, people, y'all gonna pee your pants. Pee your pants. I peed my pants. Pee your pants because we interviewed who? Kate, Kate Walsh. Walsh. Hey, people in the house. We got Kate Walsh. Are Kate you kidding? I have no idea why she wanted to talk to us. Well, I think she's a super friend of you. And then she's probably gonna email you and be like, why the hell did you have me talk to Gary Algama? <laughs> that Carrie girl, she's crazy. No, Kate, Kate, a lot of people don't know this about her, but she is a huge opera fan. Yeah. And lived lived in New York, lives, lived, who knows, right now with COVID. Right now she's in Australia. Um, but up there. Uh, yeah. But doing what? doing what she loves. She got stuck there on vacation and turned lemons into lemonade. And you're gonna hear all about that in the interview. It's super awesome and super cool. Really really like this woman love her yeah I, I hope you guys really listen to the the whole interview she is a spectacular person and so yeah. down to earth real honest sincere and loves her profession and it's talented really really i mean i love her shows people i i mean i have watched so much of her stuff before we even had this interview so i was trying not to fangirl out i probably embarrassed myself no, you were good more. you were good except for the wine maybe yeah, Maybe because do we need to say there was one of those? And I don't have six halo lights, just two, just saying. <laughs> but really, check out this clip with, with us and, and Kate. And what else do they need to do, Carrie? Oh, sweet Jesus. Do we need to tell them? I feel like saying sweet baby Jesus. <laughs> it's almost Christmas, so you can say that, but yeah. Yeah, okay, okay. <laughs> yeah, maybe. Can you please all just subscribe? Please. Just click the button. I mean, what? I mean, how hard is that? I don't understand. It doesn't take much time, does it? You know, can we can we help them just like show how to click? No. Click that button. Please. We are just having way too much fun, as you can see. But we love you all. We hope you're all safe. Watch Happy the holidays. Video. Yeah. Click the button. Hi. If heaven exists. What do you want to hear God say when you walk through the pearly gates? Oh, wow. Yeah. I mean, it's all tits and champagne from here on out, kid. <laughs> Best answer yet. <laughs> oh, that sounds amazing. I want to go there. Oh, yeah. You are. <laughs> seen you in ages. I know I'm really well. I mean, I'm living my best life in Perth in Western Australia. If anybody would have said a year ago, I think you're going to wind up in Western Australia. I'd be like, huh? Where Perth? Where's that? Is that in Scotland, right? No, there's another one and it's here in WA. Yeah. No, I, I had to look it up. 
because I've been, you know, reading about what's going on with you and what you're doing over there, which is, we have to talk about that because it's really fabulous. But yeah. I, but I was like, oh my God, where is this? Like there, it's COVID free. Um, yeah, it's COVID free. We don't wear masks. We, there was a, there was a lockdown and there was, um, you know, quarantining, but they took it very seriously. Okay. And um, we're all very aligned in how they dealt with it in, in entire the entire continent of Australia, mm -hmm. um, but within this, the, I think it's seven states. Uh, <laughs> Sounds good. We're gonna go with seven. You guys, I'm not a geographer, okay? But I think there's seven states here. Um, but they, but particularly in Western Australia, Mark McGowan, who's the premier here, he really, they locked down, the borders were closed, hard borders, even between towns. Mm -hmm. And then, um, and people paid attention and there were big fines if you, if you didn't, there were police roadblocks, there was social distancing. Wow. And then they, they eradicated it very quickly. So about, I'd say two months into the pandemic, then they started opening places back up and like in, in levels to the extent of which I could, I was able to do a play that we closed two weeks ago, you know, a small theater, it was 200 seats, but it was pretty mm -hmm. incredible. I mean, we're having, yeah, dinner. I do feel like I a tiny bit guilty, but not much. <laughs> no, no, because you all went through the lockdown. Yeah. yeah. So there's a yeah. reward for that. So were you able to fill all the seats? Were 200 people allowed to be there? Yeah. No, we were able to sit and we didn't know while, when we first started rehearsing, we were like, well, cause you know, anything could happen, mm -hmm. but it, we were like, well, there might have to be spaces in between seats or we, we might be able to fill all of them. We were able to fill all of them. Um, mm -hmm. and we, and luckily for us, we, we had, a, it was a successful play and we sold out. So that was great. And, awesome. uh, yeah. yeah. Was it weird yeah. getting back to work? Was it kind of like, ooh, wait? Yes, wait. it was. I was like, wait, I kind of got used to being like a housewife, even though I'm not a housewife, but I, I'm like, <laughs> I, I really enjoyed not, and it's, I mean it with all due respect. I'm like, I really enjoy my life of slowing down and actually mm -hmm. housewives have it. They're not, so they don't slow down. Mm -hmm. But I did cook a lot and I went to the shops a lot in the market and I really enjoyed just, and walk. I mean, I'm very lucky. I'm right by the beach and I, Amazing. so I, I mean, it's crazy. Even during the, the pandemic, when things were locked down, I could do, I call them my mental health beach walks. So. Oh. Okay. So is that how you've been able to keep the COVID like muffin top off your body? Because I saw a photograph of you, I don't know, in some backless dress. And I was like, damn girl, you did not gain the COVID everything. And all else, all I, did. I did. But what happened was the, the gyms opened up. I was eating the bread and I was having also here, they have great coffee in Australia. So I was drinking, they're big fans of cappuccinos. Mm -hmm. So I was drinking full whole milk cappuccinos like literally I was probably drinking I know. at least like two liters a day of, of cow's milk. And I was like, why am I getting all this pudge? I'm like between the bread and the butter and the cappuccino <laughs> and the wine. And let's be honest, the wine, I mean, that a wine that's always happening around here. Yeah. Okay. Mm -hmm. that, I was like, why? I don't understand what's happening. And there's, I'm, I'm walking every day. I'm like, there's not enough steps in the world to cover what I'm doing. Yeah. <laughs> right. You talk about that because we're saying, wait, that's what I do. Oh I yeah. Probably. We're working out. We're working out, but yeah, we're used to moving a lot more yeah. and we're not yeah. moving like we used to move. Yeah. Yeah. We're doing the same exercises before. It's still not the same, but yeah, yeah, yeah. No, 
no peloton bike that we bought was not doing it i was like peloton <laughs> fail <laughs> I mean, there was a sponsorship out the window yeah. no i love pelotons yeah so yeah. are you staying in perth and how uh, how much longer what's what's next okay so i'm staying here for the time being yes i'm probably staying at least through mid uh 2021 i've my apartment in new york wow um, on his way out here. I've been working hard with, um, uh, with uh, local businesses, um, to developers and uh, government and um, Screen West uh, is an organization here that is a nonprofit but handles all film and television production here. So we're trying, we're working to get a studio built because um, this is an incredible place to work and shoot. And, um, but they don't have, I'm like, why aren't, why aren't people shooting here all the time? It's mm -hmm. like the climate is like California. It's stunning. The Indian mm -hmm. ocean is, is pristine. It's beautiful. There's so many gorgeous locations mm -hmm. and, um, come to find out that people, you know, were not inter internationally, you know, I mean, you were like, wait, we got to look it up. Everybody's like, what Perth, mm -hmm. where's that? Meanwhile, the rest of Australia is getting tons of film and television because of, of how well they've handled COVID. Um, and so we're, we've been rallying, it's been a long effort before I got here to, to have a studio built mm -hmm. so that we, we uh, have access to the federal funding and be on the map for international productions, et cetera, et cetera. So I've been working hard doing that and I'm hoping to bring a TV show, a streaming show here. So we'll see Amazing. that um, 2021 and yeah, so I'm, I'm sticking around for a bit. I love, I love that. Like you went there, got stuck there. Yeah. And yeah. you've like turned something really that could have been awful into something really beautiful. It's amazing. Congratulations yeah. on that. Way to go. Yeah. yeah, it's been pretty amazing. I mean, I miss my family and friends. I miss huh. New York. I miss, I mean, it's been gutting. It's not like I haven't cried daily. <laughs> well, I know. I mean, it is like, what is that? There's not a day that goes by that I'm like, what happened? This is really happening. Do you feel that way? Do you, do you gals feel that way? Yeah. Yes. I mean, we, we interviewed Ruben Singer, your friend. Yeah. Yes. I know, which I didn't, you know, I was meant to come and see you do the three Queens in Chicago. I know. You and, but I just had a hip replacement hip surgery. Replacement. Yeah. I'm Ooh, very old. Bionic woman. Yes. Bionic. No, I'm bionic. <laughs> but honestly, it was like, I was gutted. I mean, because I, I, yes. I mean, I'm your biggest fan. But, yeah, thank you. But you know, his, his assistant died from COVID. Uh-huh. In bad. I didn't, right? I didn't know that. Yeah. And then know. she got it. She died from it. And her husband. I didn't know that was his. Okay, pardon me. No, I knew he, someone in his company had died. Yeah. And that, her, but I didn't know it was, oh my God. Oh my and God. And then her husband died and left behind three kids. I mean, this, this stuff is real. It's real. No, it's real. My, my longtime assistant who's about to come out here and he's 37, no pre-existing conditions, was 36 when he went into um, the hospital in New York into Lenox Hill, 27 days with COVID, almost died. Oregon started shutting down. Whoa. By the grace of God, he survived and like lived to tell and has like had a full recovery health but no pre-exist so people are like i don't know it's not real it's all made up or whatever no it's real i mean when you know people and of course nick cordero amanda klutz's husband who's a broadway actor, i mean that that it's just oh it's, my God. it's just gutting and devastating yeah. and mm -hmm. um so that um that was you know 
look, the silver lining for me is that he's all right. But it's just, yeah, with Ruben, it's, it's got, it's terrible. So wait, I am a massive fan of Nashville. So is, how are, can I just pivot for a second? What are the numbers like there? I don't want to be like, hi, this is, this is the COVID podcast, but I just <laughs> uh, Davidson County, which is what Nashville is in, was through the roof. Um, they kind of got, eventually we were able to go into stage three, but that did not include any concert venues being able to open up. So it went down a little bit, but then of course after the summer and kids are back in school and everything is exploding once again, they reissued a mask mandate uh, in the county below Nashville. Mask mandates have been in Nashville for a while, but everybody fought it. They just had a big protest this last weekend in Franklin, which is another wonderful city just right outside of Nashville. And um, people were protesting having to wear a mask. And it just, when we know friends of ours that have died, conductor friends, family members of friends that have passed away, and you're just and like begging your... Had it? It's so it's really devastating and gutting. It's very, yeah. And really, I'm so sorry to hear that. Yeah. Me too. And Governor Lee, you know, there are mayors that are taking the brunt of it and saying, I don't care, we're going to mask mandate. Um, but Governor Lee is a staunch Republican, big fan of Trump, and refuses to make a mask mandate, even though the health, all the health experts from, I, this is Vanderbilt, like Vanderbilt Hospital is here, huge, amazing things that they do, and have begged him for a mask mandate, and he won't do it. So when yeah. your family says stay there, stay there. Like, you know, every yeah. single person, I mean, it's like every time, I mean, my mother's 87, and she lives in California, and it's, I mean... To be, it's really hard, but I mean, but she, she just sent my brother an email to have a socially distanced Thanksgiving, you know, but she has health issues where she can't, I mean, literally they've seen each other with masks on from six feet away, yeah. um, you know, outside on the porch kind of thing. Mm -hmm. uh, that's really hard. And, and I've had a, a friends, my one very good friend in New York, her father died and she didn't even get to say goodbye, you know, but it's like. They couldn't, she's Jewish, you couldn't sit Shiva. You're, you're like, oh. it's, it's just a lot, it's a lot. But um, I will say, so how I, the play that I did here, actually thinking about our, everyone that's out of work, all the artists that are, um, it was started because there was this thing called Play Purview in New York, which is right. like Zoom, Zoom play readings. Yeah, that's cool. I, a friend of mine, Maria Dizia, who I'd done a play with at Roundabout, it, it was doing what I'm like, I want to do this. I'm like, can it happen? I'm in a, like, I'm only 12 hours out of New York, <laughs> um, 13. But she's like, well, let me hook it up. And, and they brought me this gorgeous play called The Other Place that Char White wrote and was done on Broadway with Laurie Metcalf, directed by Joe Mantello in 2014. Oh. And, and we did it as like, sorry, Char, we're going to do a Zoom play of, and ruin your play. <laughs> <laughs> but all of the proceeds went to out of work actors and stagehands and amazing and then i thought gosh it's open here you know where it started to open up i'm like can we do it here and then that's how that how that happened so it was um yeah it was wonderful it was like for i feel like we're doing the, we're the only place in the world literally doing a play I so it felt like a real gift and to bring people together after being in a pandemic and separated and we did it in a way where the audience you know, it was a smaller theater, an old, beautiful building in Fremantle, and we did a, had the audience facing each other. So it was a, a, a long, like a jetty, like a thrust stage, and it was beautiful. So they weren't just in rows, but they could see each other too. And so it was oh. very intimate and very intense. And it was, it was great, a well, really wonderful thing to do. And for the community, you know what I mean? Sure. It was, 
But tell yeah. me, why why acting? I mean, we all we all get into our business for some reason. Why acting? Well, I when I was little, I started. You know, I got the. I remember very distinctly. Um, you know, watching there was this thing called the Million Dollar Movie. I don't know if you guys had that wherever you grew up or where. Okay, so you're you're like, you're too young. You're like you're like what? What's that? <laughs> You're such a, you're a, you're a young you're delicate youthful flower, I am. Um, but my uh, and so are you. I mean, let's be no, honest. Like um, we're all thank you, but no, we're basically the same age. So yeah. all right, we're the same. So my mom and I used to watch the Million Dollar Movie when I was little, and I fell in love with like every basically dead movie star there was. <laughs> it's like <laughs> oh my god, Tyrone Power, Gary Cooper, oh my god, Myrna Loy. Everyone I wanted to be uh, Myrna Loy, Joan Crawford, and you know. Marlena Dietrich, Greta Garbo, I mean, all of Vivian Lee, and 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 I was in love with all all of these you know fabulous leading men, and so I started just doing school plays, you know, and then my parents were divorced when I was six, so it was a great thing after school to get me involved with drama, and I did. I remember I played Glinda the Good Witch in my first play in elementary school. Um, I was I loved it, and then I did community theater, and then. Didn't I tried to be practical when I went to college and I tried to make my mom's like get a degree in computers. You know, she's Italian American, like second generation. She's like, get a degree in computers. Okay. And I'm like, okay, I don't even okay, I'll try that. And I ended up switching my major like eight times and then dropped out because I wanted to do theater and I didn't like the theater, you know, program at my particular school. Mm-hmm. And then started doing more training and plays and summer stock and moved to Chicago. Did theater, yeah. Nice. Went to the workshop in Evanston and trained there, and did um, a bunch of theater. Got my equity card there. Then moved. Started, did like my first film there. Went to New York, moved there, and with the intention, all my intentions were like, and now I'll go to New York and do. And then it was like, oh, it's going to be another five years to get into this theater community. <laughs> 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 so I started doing hitting in television and film, independent film, and then yeah. And then moved to slow LA. And and slow and steady wins the race, right? Yeah, yeah. Oh, it was like slow and steady. There was a lot of waitressing. I was really, I was the, I was the quintessential bitter waitress. I mean, I really, I had a lot of eye rolling, but I got your food on time. There wasn't a lot of charm, though. And no, no spitting in there, or I'm, I don't know. My no, I never did anything like that. I never did anything like that. But boy, I. This is when you could still smoke, and I smoked. And I remember just being at the bar, smelling like I got another table. Here we go. So what's the best thing about your profession? What would you say, greatest thing about it? Well, gosh, there's so many great things. Um, I still, I was talking with, I'd done a movie with Liam Neeson, this, um, that just was released. And again, another anomaly. We had a film that was released in a theater internationally this year. Crazy. um, Which was great. But we were doing press and talking about it. And we were both like, even he and I text, he goes, I still can't believe I get to go to, this is what we get to do. You get to go and, and play make-believe and you have all these people there that are so gifted in their respective fields to lean in and make this communal thing happen. And a guy who does, you know, builds fake this or that and people yeah. that light you and people that hold the book. I mean, it's just so, I love, I still pinch myself. I remember when I moved to LA and I got to drive on to a lot. I was like, I can't believe this is like Warner Brothers. You know, it's just, awesome. it's it's like always a little, a little, you feel like a little kid, but I just love, 
God, I love um, all the different people I get to meet and that every role and every job is completely different. And there's always some other driving force, you know, like Umbrella Academy was, uh, you know, my buddy that I'd worked with, he ran the writer's room for a few years on private practice. His name's Steve Blackman. And then he um, wrote on Fargo and, um, Wait, wait, so he was both on that? Okay, so I've seen these. I mean, we I watched all of these. Not because we were interviewing you, because no. we really we're just huge fans of the shows. And um, I mean, I so wait, Umbrella Academy was the same person that you're talking about with and Fargo too, that those are connected in there? Yeah, so Noah Hawley um, created Far, um, Fargo. Like he okay. adapted it from the Coen brothers and he was the showrunner. But his, one of the writers, main writers, you know, very small, like four, people writing crew on Fargo okay. was Steve Blackman. And Steve um, ran the writer's room with Craig Turk um, for a couple of seasons on private practice. So that's how we met. Okay. And then he, I worked with him because he wrote on season one and two of Fargo and I was on season one. Yes. So he said, hey, come on, you're going to love this. And then, I mean, I had to audition for that, but I, I, I was thrilled. And then he, when he was making Umbrella Academy, he's like, I would have this role. It was written for like a John Hamm type. I'm like, that's a first. Um, I mean, I do have a strong jaw, but still, but no, um, he, he's like, he's not going to do it, but I, he's like, I thought of you and it would be really fun to cast this as, you know, a woman and, you know, the handler. And, and he's like, I'm going to send it to you and tell me what you think. And I was, he's like, we don't have a lot of money, but we do, you know, you can do whatever you want with the character. And I was like, well, don't change a word of it. Don't change it because of the gender. Cause it was, there was some really funny, great stuff. Mm -hmm. uh, and I said, do you have a wig budget? And do you have a wardrobe budget? And he's like, yeah, I'm like, great. Like, let's um, go. And so Christopher Hargaden, who has a costume designer on it, is amazing. And his amazing, whole crew, Amazing. Amazing. You know, from opera, the wig makers, the oh, millinery, everything about it. I was like, and the gorgeous um, makeup artists. And we just had a ball creating um, the handler. So that, that job was really, other than the great writing, which was intentionally very verbose. So a lot of uh, memorizing my part, but it was mm -hmm. all about that look and building this because it came from a graphic novel. It was about building this kind of archetype and it was, it was brilliant. I really, I love, I mean, seriously, I'm not just saying that. Like it, I loved watching you. I loved all of the costumes. I just loved the, everything, the storyline, her, the character, but we got to go back to Fargo because I am new to Fargo. My mom was like, you have to watch this. You're going to love it. So we started season one during COVID. And, um, okay. and so I really knew to it, but when I saw you in this, in this amazing character, I, there was part, and then when she was like, oh, interview her, I'm like, what? I wanted to know, like, how is there, there's part of you in that, that has to be, because that lady, I mean, an A, how did you get your boobies like that? Because they looked amazing. I'm going to, I'm going to like go this Bra had like a hydraulic system. It was like cutlets oh. lift up and no, it didn't have a hydro, but it felt like it. There was a okay. lot, it was almost pulleys and weights and things, but we did have fun making that. I mean, I'm, uh, I, I am a little busty, but not like that, but we had, yeah, the cutlets in and like push up bra, the whole, the whole thing. And it was really fun. But again, for me, costumes, how do you guys, how do you feel about costumes? Costumes for me, I mean, you obviously worked both of you, I'm sure with like incredible design, but it's so much, mm -hmm. uh, informs for me. Absolutely. The Absolutely. You, know? it, you become that other person. Mm -hmm. And I, when you, when you put that costume on, that's when, when you start to think 
like my acting teacher when I was at UCLA, he always said, you know, think what that character has in those pockets. Yeah. And that was, that's always for me. Hey, what does this person have in their pockets? It's different than what I have in my pocket. And when I put that dress on or pants or Carrie's the same way, because Carrie's really a great actress too. Oh, you're, yeah. I love you. Yeah. I, well, can I just say, can we talk for a minute about opera? Because so my mom's Italian American, right? And my grandfather sang light opera. Okay. Kitty, that's America. how you got the interest in it. Cause that was my next question. Yeah, you're like, why? So my grandpa Bocchetto, Franco Bocchetto, he um, sang, he was in the original production of Damn Yankees on Broadway. He was in the chorus and he, but he sang a bunch. And even when I was, so when I was a little girl, as I said, my parents were divorced when I was six. So I would spend a lot of time with my Italian grandparents. My mm -hmm. mom was a single mom. So I'd get, you know, they would help yeah. out. And, and he always had opera records going, listen, and then he'd sing along. And, and my, my grandma, Conchetta, would like kind of roll her eyes like, oh. but he had a beautiful voice. And my mother would play opera around the house. And I would, when she'd clean, it was always, I remember opera. And then she'd have the Met on, on, was it Saturdays, right? Or Saturday yeah. afternoon, yeah. Yes, Saturday afternoon, always in mm -hmm. the kitchen cooking. So it would start out as like, when you're little, you're like, uh, I don't really have an affinity for this. Mm -hmm. It's not, it's like trying to, you know, I don't have the taste yet. But as I got older, I, I loved it. And then you, and especially, you know, Verity, Puccini, I mean, all the, the Italians that are so melodious and um, Mozart, every, everything. So then when I, you know, my mother got season tickets, even in Tucson, and I, cool. I, the opera, and, and we would, and when I moved to New York in the 90s, when I was, you know, mostly waitressing and a struggling actress, I would go for standing room tickets. Um, mm -hmm. And I, I remember the, the, my brother and I saw Cecilia Bartoli like in the 90s when oh, she yeah. was there. And I was like, it was just, you know, and then when I, and then the, the irony was when I finally could afford like season tickets, <laughs> I was on Grey's Anatomy and I, I could, I was like, I'm working all the time. So I got season tickets to the LA Opera and I remember seeing, you know, Anna Trebko, like, it was like, this is great. And then I had to give them all away because I could never, like, so then I was just, but it was, well, Such you went a to the important reason. stuff. You yeah, went to the night at the Met. I remember I saw you in one of Ruben's yeah. gowns. Yeah, mm -hmm. yeah. I mean, it's a dream. The fact that I get to go, and, and when I lived in New York, and, I mean, that breaks, I don't know how, I, you must be heartbroken because I'm heartbroken. And like you said, yeah. for the Met restaurant, I'm thinking, oh, what can we do? I mean, I've done stuff for to help fundraise for them and make people aware, but I'm just like, there's got to be, there has to when be are, more. When are, they, when are they? Yeah, there has to be more. I mean, there has to be like here. The government is, you know, subsidizing. Like they're helping people that were out of work. The industries are impacted. It's just. But that's I mean, the between there and Europe and uh, North America. Mm -hmm. You know, government subsidized. So in Europe, even in Spain, when I was singing to 35 percent audience they're going to break even because the government subsidizes it. But the opera houses in the States can't do that because they, they can't afford that. No, but, and yeah. the government in Spain could actually pay for the testing. So you felt safe going to work. Whereas here, there's not enough money for testing. I mean, they would go bankrupt just trying to pay for testing. So, and we live in a litigious society. So no, everybody's afraid to do, 
to have anything open. Can we talk about something super fun for two seconds? Yeah, I'd love to. Because I saw your tweet about the latest Grey's Anatomy episode, and I could have hugged you for that tweet because I'm a fan, and my I even got my husband watching the show with me like halfway through. Yes, I did, and he wanted to watch it. And um, when we saw Meredith and Derek come out, I mean, we almost fell off the couch. (laughs) I mean, I thought, I didn't know about it until like, whatever, a few days ago when they started, was it released to the media then? Whenever it was online, and I saw these images, and I kept watching that clip that was on, I don't know if it was on Ellen's feed or Gray's or whatever, and I was like, I almost cried. Like, I didn't, I had no idea, and I, we up with each other you know i saw patrick in new york before right before COVID hit i think it was in february and i had no idea that that was in the works and i i was like oh my god (laughs) i mean it's me kate not addison right i mean even addy would probably be like yes but but still the yeah that was my social media team's idea it was a huge secret like nobody apparently nobody 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 knew about it they wanted to no i think kevin mckid who directed the episode was like he he didn't find out until late in the game and i know how they keep things top secret there so it's really incredible they were able to keep it um, in this time that's a huge secret Yeah. yeah okay tell me this sorry total random 3 180 so I just um, took in a foster St. Bernard, foster to adopt St. Bernard dog. Um, sorry, wait, hold on. Before I got up here, I got goobed. I got a big goober on my on my plate. Anyway, so I would like to know, because I heard or read somewhere that your fur babies, your fur children are not with you. So where are oh they? Oh my God. Yeah, they're in New York. They're in a, they've, so they're coming. They're, um, yeah, they've been in a quarantine program. Uh, so, you know, Australia has a serious quarantine. I mean, they're serious here. It's very serious. And people, um, people, it uh, turns out they, they follow the rules. So in many ways, so it's great, which is awesome. So I, but they're, they've been able to do, so it's a quarantine that they're doing with like um, the vet medications and everything in shots right. vaccine in New York since June. So they're, finished with their protocol at the end of this month they'll be um yeah they're they're flying to LA they're gonna stay with Uncle Joe for a few days and then we'll be on a plane to um Melbourne and then they'll be there for 10 days quarantine okay and then they get flown to Perth so I'm like a little bit rocking like a psycho because I have never been I've been fortunate enough to be able to, you know, bring my pets on location or the most I've ever been away from them in, mm-hmm. you know, 16 years is a month. So this is, we're going on, it'll be nine, 10 months. And I'm like, oh. and I haven't, I, and I was like, I, I've seen, I have friends that have dogs here and, but I don't, I'm very low on cats, very low on cats. Okay. And I, there's one I met on the street, like that I, like my old street, I would be like, oh my God, it's Wednesday um, with a rhinestone collar. But I am very excited to have, but I've intentionally not, initially I was going to the shelters, but all the animals were adopted during COVID, which was right. great. Right. Um, so there was, there wasn't anybody there, but now I just was like, just hold out girl. I'm holding out for my, uh, I have a cat and a dog, Pablo, the cat, Rosie, the dog. Okay. Um, they're, yeah, so like just can't wait and then i hope i'll probably cat and dog up after that i love same i'm not like 
I mean, I, I want, I want to be there. It was totally, I, we've been wanting a dog for forever. And I, you know, I finally was like, and I didn't because of the traveling. I know Sandra thinks I'm totally, my mother is like, is this your midlife crisis? Midlife like, crisis, Carrie. So, but I was like, we were looking, we were now in the woods, we have a house. And my, I just said, listen, I don't, if I go back to work, we'll figure it out. I can bring the St. Bernard to the opera house. I mean, why not? And um, he can goob all over the costumes. The, the costume department will love me. But um, so anyway, we have a four-year-old, um, St. Bernard named Humphrey. Humphrey. And he has stolen my heart and has destroyed my house with goobers. <laughs> and your wallet because of all the food you have to eat it. Like oh, feed yeah. it. Um, know, he like was underweight, but I, I have gotten 10 pounds on him. Like I am such a proud mom right now. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Wait, Sandra, do your pets any animals? No, because I mean we're normally on the road 11 months. We're on the road all the time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I have one and his name is Duncan. He's my husband. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I want to ask you a question now. I seriously, one one moment of seriousness because I've just gone through menopause. Oh, oh God! Like, yeah, we're welcome. going there. We're going there. <laughs> wow. No, I mean it's, it's the water's a little hotter. <laughs> oh my God! Like here we go. Seriously, like, but nobody talks about it, especially yeah. in our because it affects the voice and the body so much and you've been very vocal and open about going through menopause yeah. or if you're willing yeah. to talk about it we would love to discuss that with you and yeah. and what you what you had to do about it. well I went through it early like very early at 39 38 no well, well that that doesn't even sound early anymore because more and more women are going through it earlier there's a lot more of everything um that used to be an anomaly um but now my sister my older sister she's six years older than me called me she's like you should get yourself checked because i'm going through menopause and she was 45 which even now doesn't sound like you're like oh, okay but it used to be that it was in your 50s right yeah, that people yeah. all right yeah and so we're, i was like oh okay that's um, and i did it was masked because i was on uh, birth control so right. I was getting a regular period and then I went in and sure he thought he, he was like OBGYN who's lovely he's like did you watch that Oprah episode are you because people are getting freaked out I'm sure you're fine and I was like just oh. check my age levels and he's like oh you're yep well yeah your window's closing like rapidly and it was like I had like you know I liken it my 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 follicles to like a couple of wasabi peas or or something I'm like they're done I'm done it's done for me <laughs> done so it was really a lot and this is emotional um, isn't it it was so emotional oh my god I left my body I would go and then for a minute I went to a fertility person thinking I'd try to find mm -hmm. something to freeze and that's and I would leave my body I remember having my girlfriend go with me. she was like I'll go with you and she had like her little Yorkie. So like two women, she's like, uh-huh. I was like, take notes, because I can't, I'm too, <laughs> I am too freaked out. Mm -hmm. um, so oh. even though I played a doctor on TV, I rarely went to them. And I was like, uh. <laughs> so uh, yeah, but it was pretty traumatic. And then I went through it, like at like uh -huh. 40, 41, and real like, whew, and it was right when I was doing practice. I just gotten married. Oh my God. Oh, I mean, it was really hard like a lot, a lot of change, it tends in my life anyway. I don't, I don't know if you relate to this being an artist, but you can, I take big swings in life. You know, I ended up in Perth. Yep. 
pandemic. And so sometimes with those big risks and swings, sometimes you, you win, sometimes you fail, and it's always an experience. But boy, things just organically seem to also happen all at once. You're like, oh, I got the spinoff from Grays, and I'm getting married, and I'm going through menopause, and I'm infertile. What? So it's it was a lot. It was really challenging. And um, yeah, and then it got better. Hormone? Did you hormone replacement? I did for a minute. I tried bioidenticals. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I didn't really like that because I felt like I was my own, you know, it, that's part of the, I think the real challenge of it without people talking about it though. And without, because uh, people talk about, you know, women at menstruating, they talk about prenatal, prenatal, right. postnatal pregnancy. Nobody talks about menopause. menopause. It's like dark. It's like, bye. <laughs> it's yeah. like a door. You walk into a room, shut the door, you wave goodbye at everyone and it's yep. dark. And there's no light switch. Mm-hmm. Come like, back out in five years when you're done, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. No one would. So, so, but for me, um, it was too much sort of experimenting on myself with hormones. That's how it felt. Mm-hmm. I, and I know that's how so many women feel. You're like, well, they're like, try this. Yeah. See if it, you know, there have been supplements that have worked. Um, I partnered with, what was it? I can't remember the name, but it was. Equal? Really, yeah, Equal. For, um, and they work. They worked. I um, don't take hormone hormones because I had a brain tumor and mm-hmm. they're like, just don't, you can't do that. But I, I changed everything. It was a change, uh, a very holistic change, meaning diet. I mean, I quit smoking diet, lifestyle, um, um, like exercise, sleep hygiene, uh, meditation, okay. radical acceptance, like when I, and I think even I'm like kind of through it now okay. at 53, I went, I'm done and I, um, but I take a ton of supplements, okay. including, you know, biotin, reservatrol and, and omega vitamins and probiotics. I mean, I, 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 I kind of try to, I love food. So sometimes I eat really well and then I eat crappy and it's like, okay. that's, I'm, I enjoy that. We're I human like, beings. Yeah, I like wine. I like cocktails. Life's I short, like cocktails. man. Yeah. Yeah. But then I exercise and I try to get enough sleep. But when I wake up, if I wake, sometimes I'll still wake up hot and I just okay. go, hey, no, take the ride. You know, I mean, I've okay. had some random weird. I'm like, I think I'm done. And then suddenly out of nowhere, I'll get a hot flash. I'm like, oh, I remember just meeting someone very important here. And I was like at dinner and then just was like drenched. And literally I had a, a jumper, a sweater on. I had to take it off. And I was like, thank God. But you know, you get to that point, you're like, I don't care. I'll sit here in my brawn underwear. I don't care. See, I get this. I'm I like, okay. I will bury my face in a bucket of ice in front of you. <laughs> I started going through it right before I did the three queens at the Met. Oh, yeah. buddy. Good no. Time. Like the no. hardest thing in my life. Yeah, I go to the doctor literally a month before I'm to go to the Met to do the three queens to start rehearsals. And the doctor says to me, the, the gynecologist, um, yeah, you're in, you're in uh, menopause. And I said, that's not possible because I'm only 45. And he said, uh, you're full blown, like completely almost done. Because I stopped by 48, I was done. And, uh, and you at 39, I think 48 was young, but 39. Yeah. yeah. 39. I know. And we don't know if it's hereditary because my mother had all her babies. She had five kids by the time she was 34 and 36, mm. she had a hysterectomy. So you're like, we don't know. Nobody knows. Um, but it's 
it, but it is more and more, right? It's like, yeah, oh, and the yeah. hair starting to fall out. I mean, you still oh have- Oh my God, everything changes, the skin changes. You're like, hey, hold on. Yes. Collagen, protein. I, I started, you know, I started seeing uh, a nutritionist, which really helped. And there's so many, there are, I think, really great homeopathic and um, uh, between Western medicine and, and sort of integrative medicine as well, like mm -hmm. doing, I think there are more doctors and female doctors, I, I, but men too, but really that are really studying. That's been my experience that have gotten into women's health because. Well, I mean, know. you're in a business that's all about, truly, about looks, right? Yeah. Especially for the women. And yeah. so to go through menopause so early when you're starting a new tv show i mean that's got to be yeah oh gosh and the hours of working that crazy hours and, and and then all the press that goes along with it yeah it was a lot and then um but most and it's yeah incredibly stressful but i i do you know there are lots of moments in my trailer and floods of tears but then then you're like okay here i go so i had my work husband at the time mark tinker who's my who's our, who's our director producer on the show and he's great but and a lot of great people i mean but also so many great women on that show like our the whole audra cast. audra i mean audra hello good friend oh, love her. she is amazing the light we still have our private practice text chain i mean literally i'm like you guys i'm in australia this is costing me money stop texting um but uh, but we're all it was the, the latest was all of their kids and i was like i got a day i still have a cat and a dog still holding strong yeah. um but everyone's doing great but yeah we um great as you know i'm sure with opera as well i mean you become i don't know does it is it do you feel like a, do you become like a family is it it depends on the show i i think like my for my for me my family with my opera colleagues i have people from all different kinds of shows people i've kept in touch yeah. with for 20 years you know what i mean mm -hmm. I'm always looking for the people that I can trust so we can talk smack and it doesn't go anywhere. It's like in a box, in a vault, in a room, and then I trust you and then you're my friend for life. Does that make sense? Like then, then wherever we are in the world, I want to meet with you. We want to hang out and have a good time because you can let your hair down and be yourself. And those are the singers that I gravitate towards the most. Yeah. You must have that too, you know? Yeah. 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 What else do we want to ask, Carrie? Anything, or do we want to move on to rapid fire? I do have one question because which something about what you said with cancer, I really thought that it was more breast cancer, ovarian cancer, things like that that affect menopause and hormonal usage. I didn't know that even a brain tumor could they tell you not to take hormones. Yeah, because they're not certain. You know, they've done research on my particular tumors, a meningioma. Um, and it was benign, thank God. Um, but they, it's very common with women and twice as common in women than men. Okay. And particularly between forties and sixties. Mm -hmm. So they think it's correlated with, um, and also there have been women that have had it um, right after birth, after oh, they've given birth. Oh, interesting. So they think they're the surge of hormones okay. can grow it. And they don't know it can grow because mine was pretty sizable. Uh, it was like a small lemon, like a five millimeter. And they How were like, well, put it in there for, oh God. It was, uh, again, I thought initially, well, I thought, oh, I'd, I was, I'd just been on this show called Bad Judge and I was executive producing and starring in it. And I was really burning the candle at both ends. And, you know, mm -hmm. it's kind of what I liked, used to like to do. Now I'm, I've slowed down quite a bit, but it was, uh, 
I was exhausted. We did 13 episodes and they canceled the show, but I was still doing post-production. I had done a really intense workout and diet regime for it. I thought, oh, I just burned my, and I've been working my ass off. I just burned myself out. No problem. I'll just go back to yoga, Pilates, gentle. And then my, I remember I was doing Pilates and the, my instructor was like, your right side's dipping. Like it's completely dipped. I'm like, no, it's not, you know? And then she's like, yeah, look at you. And I'm like, oh my gosh. And then it didn't really, again, it was like very subtle, like kind of wobbly, a little off balance. And then I noticed like when I was driving, I couldn't, it was very hard to drive. Um, and then it became very, uh, and then I thought, oh, I'm, is this menopause symptoms again? And I was exhausted. I couldn't get out of bed. I mean, I could drink five cups of coffee and still not feel awake. So that I was like, what is up? So I went to go see this um, compound and, and bioidentical like person in, in Santa Monica at the time that was highly recommended. And I answered this long, like eight pages of tick, 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 tick. And it checked all the boxes of a lot of my symptoms. So I went in and she started prescribing compound stuff and, you know, um, and then it didn't get any better. And then I started having like shooting pain in my, you know, left side. And, and it was like, I remember I was in New York doing a benefit, hosting a benefit for um, Operation Smile. And I had no energy. I remember having a vitamin IV, like one of those things come oh. to my hotel room. I was like, oh, out of it. Oh. And my, I remember my boyfriend at the time was like, you're just depressed. Your show is canceled. I'm like, no, 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 you don't. And I went and finally saw, I was like, I kept starting going, I got to go to the hospital. And he was like, well, that's going to be on TMZ if you go to the ER. So mm -hmm. let me make an appointment. He goes, why? What do you, I go, I just want to see a neurologist. I, I just want to make sure everything's okay. I just want to, I just don't, you know, feel right. You know, we know our bodies. That's yeah, the thing. Absolutely. But we live in culture too sadly but it's true that we're ta constantly talked out of our feelings exactly. and out of our sanity like you're crazy you're yep. crazy you're depressed you're crazy oh, yeah. you're depressed. hormones yeah hormones you know and i literally went and saw a very prominent los angeles neurologist who told me i was you know an out-of-work actress in her 40s going through the change and tried to give me a high dosage of zoloft Oh my God. Like, respectfully, I see a shrink and it, I have nothing against, I'm fully in support of medications and sure. this is not what I want to explore before I get an MRI. And yeah. I had to really push for that MRI. Yeah. Now to be fair to him, I'm sure he gets a lot of people in there saying, yeah. I think I'm dying and I want an MRI. But unfortunately in the healthcare system, with the myriad problems there are in America. Um, I don't know if it's just really expensive. It's, a, I mean, it's as if I asked him to build the MRI machine. I was like, <laughs> just give me a fucking MRI. Why, what do you think you're gonna find? Verbatim is what he said. What do you think you're gonna find? Look, what? I don't know, I mean, you're I the doctor. Why, because I'm fine here with you for 20 minutes. I couldn't drive at that point. Like I was, I couldn't drive. And I was in bed the rest of the day, but I was strong. And I'm like, I could walk if I walked out, you know, so it was, uh, he finally acquiesced and then, you know, we didn't even rush it. But by the time I got in there, I, my boyfriend tossed me a volleyball in the pool and it fractured my pinky. I had no death perception. I was just out of it cognitively, but it was very subtle until it wasn't. And then thank yeah. God I went in and got my, <laughs> my finger taped, my pinky taped, and I found out I had a massive tumor in my head. And then three days later, they were, I was in surgery and they took it out. And so we say to everybody, I, listen to your gut instincts and listen, listen to your, your gut. Body. 
always. And the, the, the bottom line is there isn't enough research into women's health. There just isn't. They don't do statistically, they, they do drug testing for drugs. Most drugs, they do it on men. They didn't even understand that Ambien affects women differently until women started like having all these terrible problems. Mm-hmm. And they're like, oh, turns out like we're physiologically completely different. Yeah. So, <laughs> no, I, I love um, I love that you said it is true, and I love that you've said you have to be your best advocate. And um, I bring a friend in with you if you don't, absolutely. like, or your husband or your partner or whomever. Bring your or, dog in, whatever's going to make you feel better and get the information. Because I would get nervous, and I'm I feel like a pretty confident, intelligent person, but I would get doctors we've been socialized since we're babies that doctors and lawyers and these people are they, they know everything and they're god and so i you know would still get nervous you know intimidate. Not- they really do intimidate well yeah i think and i reported the medical community that yeah. was, I, mean, I don't mean that like to disparage the men but it's intimidating and i think that it was part of the equal campaign it was part of i think it's just critical to to advocate for absolutely yeah and if something's not right then you have to i I remember with uh, mammograms and um and if somebody listen mammograms are not fun they're not comfortable but there's a difference between uncomfortable and pain and when that woman is not doing that right you need to say i'm so sorry you need to stop i need another technician now that that happened to me that happened to me at a very high very well respected place getting a mammogram and we all know they're they're not comfortable at yeah, all not fun. it's like so damaging that i had pain in my breast then yeah. for like two years after it's not normal and i thought oh well you know but she was a very willful person the tech that was doing it and i was like oh but now i yeah and then i was like there and i remember asking they're like no it should never feel like that uh-huh. no no, no and I, yes, and especially with, yeah. like, it's, it's so strange, right? It's such a strange thing that we're still, but it's so beautiful, at least that we're in this day and age that we're able to have talks like this, Yes, that you're yes. doing a, a podcast or you're like, hey, we want to talk about art and culture. And also let's talk about what it's like to be female and of a certain age and what we're experiencing. Right. And As nobody talks about it. We can't talk about it enough. I mean, no. it was part of the thing with Equal, and I don't know what that partnership looks like for a future, but one of the things I was really passionate about when working with them was like the, the whole macro story of like, let's keep telling the story and let's get women really talking. And, and, and because we also know that when we talk with each other, we learn and we share our secrets and you share, and then you get information and you yeah. get solutions. And that's the big part of it as well, right? No, it's, um, it's amazing. I went through my own health uh, journey and, um, and, but I, I didn't want to make it public to my opera business because then everybody would have thought I was dying, you know, and then they don't hire you. Or it's a stigma. It's a stigma. And so I, I, yeah, so I kept it quiet. I didn't talk about my, my brain tumor until I'd done like three jobs after. Right. You know what I mean? (laughs) Like I want people to know, like, I want to ever go onto a set and have them go, oh, okay. Is she going to remember her lines? Mm. Yeah. How, much, yeah. how much insurance do we need for her? You know what I mean? Like it was ridiculous. So, yeah. um, no, but when I, what I ended up doing was, um, because my mom is a healthcare worker and instilled in me this, you know, fight for you, you always have to fight for you in that system. Right. But, um, it was, it was a privilege to be able to talk to other singers, other people that I knew that were going through it and just say, Hey, FYI, you can get this. You have to go through surgery. You can get this kind of mask because it won't touch your vocal cords. I mean, that's a huge deal. Yeah. And, um, and to be able to walk into a, I remember walking to an, anesthesi- an anesthesiologist and I'm like, listen, 
um, this cost me an arm and a leg, probably like how much you make all the time. And I said, so um, can you, I need you to protect this like you would protect your hands in your own career. And, um, and I knew, because I asked other people that a lot of times anesthesiologists leave the room and their nurse takes over. And I was like, no, no, no. I need you in the room with me the entire time. Like I need that in writing. And he was like, are you kidding me? And I said, no, I'm dead serious. I want that's the best. That's self. So, I mean, honestly, yeah. Yeah. That's great information. I mean, honestly, there should be, this is critical information. Like you have this like, ooh, that's highly sought after because you have that in because your mom's a health worker. That's amazing. She's helped carry so much. So much. And yeah, yeah, and to be able to pass that info on and that you can actually ask for this. It's okay. You can say, you can ask for what you need and what and what you want. And if that person isn't going to help you, then there's someone else that will. So be your best advocate. So I love that you did that. I love that you Thank said you. that. Okay, yeah. now we're going to let you go. We're going to ask you rapid fire. <laughs> okay. I want to ask the first one, Carrie. Go ahead. So you've been a blonde. You've been a redhead. You've been a brunette, right? We've, uh, so have we. Not red, not red, just blonde. I've, been, I've been a redhead. So why? We just, it's fun to change your hair color, right? It is. Yes, it is. <laughs> so who has the most fun? Ooh. I'd say the redhead. Mm -hmm. Okay. Really? Me, the redhead. Blonde, I got the most attention with. Because I remember I, I grew up with kind of this hair color. Yeah, me too. And, um, and then I went blonde. It was suddenly like, oh, people are looking at you. It's like, wow, this feels really good. This is great. Guys are looking at me. Uh, you know, um, yeah, it was, it, okay. that was pretty, that was pretty fun. Carrie, what do you think? I mean, Carrie's been, when I met Carrie, she was darker than you. Like Elvira. Oh, oh really? Way, wow. way too dark. It was horrible. So who has more fun, Carrie? I don't know. I didn't know that I could actually do blonde and pull it off, but I, I mean, I like it. I think it's fun. I, I thought you for sure that you're no I'm your, no I'm your color I'm, my mom and I had the same color hair my sister was blonde but I wasn't yeah. but see that's the biggest compliment it looks natural Carrie thank yeah. you thank you okay I know you love to travel because I totally read and you know we have to we interview what am I trying to say? I've had way too much mind by now, ladies. I'm so sorry. Okay. <laughs> okay. Because I feel I don't want you to feel like I'm a stalker. I just did my research. So okay. It's called being prepared. Okay. Thank you. Thank you. Okay. So I know that you love to travel, and I've seen some of your interviews, and they're effing hilarious, especially the Jimmy Fallon one where you were talking about a whitewater rafting trip. I about peed myself listening to that interview. Oh my anyway. God. Okay. So um. What my question is, what in all your travels, what has been your most favorite adventure so far? Like your best memory, your best mm -hmm. place? Antarctica. That was where I was before I came here. Whoa. And um, it was an epic journey. And it was also right the last trip, really, before COVID. And I went on a Nat Geo Lindblad expedition. And I may have met <laughs> the love of my life. And I saw a lot of ice and a lot of penguins. And it was cool. Changing. And I also did the polar plunge, meaning I dove into the um, Antarctic Sea. It was the sea, I guess. The sea? Yeah. yeah sure. and, uh, and when you dive, I just want to point this out. When you dive, you're a little further away from the platform to swim back to as opposed to just jumping in and then skidding right out, 
Either way, it's like a cat in water. So did you but, have the guy with the defibrillator there? <laughs> <laughs> they had them there, but I they gave you then this really yummy drink. Like it had there was like this berry elixir like hot and then like with vanilla vodka in it and then you just Ooh. slam a shot of that it's a little cup as soon as you come out and it's like whoa oh, hey yeah. you're like Pretty can cool. I plunge again for that drink <laughs> yeah. i did it at ann ziff's house with dimitri Hvodostovsky. he talked me into doing it and oh. ann ziff's assistant sat there with the stood there with the paddles like right when you got out and every word that you can, every swear word that you can think of, I was yelling it. And Dimitri's like, oh, this is fun. I'm like, that's because you're Russian. What water? What water? Anne has a little uh, pond there. It was in the middle of winter. There was snow all around. And oh, okay. Oh, yeah. Got it. Okay. Oh, yeah. Okay. I thought I was going to die. Yeah. I think that's anything like Antarctica, though. <laughs> you're crazy, but I love it. So, wait. Dimitri, I mean, just for a moment, Dimitri, I mean, that broke my, I mean, that was so heartbreaking. I was so happy, you know, I got to see him sing in Vienna. And I, and, and, and with the men, I think, but in Vienna, oh, it was so beautiful. Yeah. It's hard to believe, isn't it? Right. And how long yeah. it's been now, it's been That's just- That's the thing, I was so lucky. Like, I feel so fortunate that, you know, my tumor was negative, like benign, yeah. yay. Well, I'm gonna go there, but yeah. I pivoted, I pivoted, I pivoted, okay. sorry. No, wait. Um, Santa Fe Opera, oh wait, Santa Fe has the 10,000 Wave Spa, and they oh. used to have the cold plunge, and then you'd get back in the hot tub, and I thought that was cold, but I can't even imagine, like, Antarctica, like, I'm sorry, but did your vagina just, like, jump out of your head? Like, it's so cold. That's my theory. That's my back. They're like, well, we're going to sit this one out. They're like, no, you go ahead. Let me know when you're back. Thank I'll you. come back to you later. No, I, it was actually pretty invigorating. I found it. Didn't you find that it changes your whole body chemistry? And well, by the it way, does. I, I have never been at a spa and ever done the hot, the cold plunge. Like at those, at every spa, I'm like, I dip my feet and I'm like, I can't do this. But I love it. I do love it at the spa. I've, really? I mean, once I, once I Maybe found that out. Yeah. They say if you do three cycles of cold, mm -hmm. hot, cold, that it's equivalent to like 45 minutes of cardio. And it's good for your, your immune system. Immune system. But, okay, yeah. wait, now I got the Peloton studio, so now I need the cold plunge studio, because maybe that'll take off the rest of the COVID pounds. Well, <laughs> <laughs> oh, Carrie, you know what? It's going to be snowing there soon, so you go to do the Peloton, yeah, and you yeah, walk that's right. Just park it outside. Exactly. Wait, let me ask you. Wait, so Sandra... Can we just go back for a minute? I'm way over, and I, I know. Oh fuck! I oh, we don't care. Do you have another interview? That's why I was trying to keep interview. In about, I have to leave it about five minutes. Okay, but okay. let me just ask: When you went to do the three queens, then how is it? How do you protect your voice when you go through menopause? Like, how is it? Ooh, like, what five minutes, girl? Do you have to adjust? Is it, or is it? It's more complex. That's well, it's, it is. I mean, imagine what happens to your whole body. You know, like that loose skin that we yeah. all to feel when we go through menopause is the same thing happens to your vocal cords so they become a little bit more flaccid i would call it yeah. and so some people their voices go higher after menopause and some people most people their voices go lower but lower I, yeah i being a freak of course <laughs> my voice went higher but the problem is when you're going through it you don't know from day to day what it's going to be and do you feel it so you can't control it? 
do they give you um, exercises? Are there exercises you can do like vocal or to, no? No, you just have to compensate. And you, if you know your voice really well, you can kind of find that workaround. Um, yeah. And then there's drugs. You know what I mean? Honestly, yeah. we have to get through what we have to get through. So either steroids, which I try not, both of us try not to take if we don't need yeah. to, or um, anti-inflammatories, because yeah. Carrie and I both know that our, our vocal cords are strong enough to take uh, anti-inflammatories. Some people aren't. They have right. a lot of veins in their, yeah. their vocal cords, and then that's a big no-no. So sleep, yeah. alcohol affected it a lot for me, so I couldn't drink then which is just a double whammy because you're going through menopause mm -hmm. and you can't drink. It's like, well, that's what I, I know people have said to me, like, it's happening. What? And I was just like, you're not going to like this, but you're not going to, like, you're going to want to lay off the red wine <laughs> or like me, even now I'm like, well, if I drink red wine, I will be up <laughs> and I love it. I love it. <laughs> Carrie's like, not going through it yet. I was like, white wine is so bougie, guys. It's so bougie, a Chardonnay. Oh, Guess yeah. who's like, I'll have Chardonnay. I'm going to put ice in it, and I'll have it out of a sippy cup at this point. Yep. But no, when I, you know, it's, it is hard. It's like, well, I'm going to, I know I'm going to, like, be writing it. My body's going to be writing a check after I have um, a red wine night. Oh, that's yeah. right. you know, That's it. You You're just like, like, okay. It's basically yeah. you had to live like a nun, right? So those days, you pick the days where you had fun. But the rest of them, you're kind of like, well, you know what? I am a nun. I am a boring person. I have to get sleep. I can't drink coffee or hot drinks Ooh. or alcohol. I know, Carrie, the fun you get to look forward to. Mm. Oh, you guys, I'm like, Enjoy ah. it now. Enjoy your fun. Enjoy your fun. Okay. So are there any okay. other? Yeah, um, oh, go ahead. Favorite person to kiss on screen? Mm. I know. I you, mean. You kiss quite a few. I've done my fair share of whoring around, haven't I? Especially on between Grey's and private practice. It was like a regular, it was just like a whole a turnstile of men. I slut on both of those. I'm I mean, you. really. I was like, I've done every, I've slept with everyone in Grey's Anatomy. It's time to go. They're like, we'll put you to Santa Monica now on a different show. Um, I would say, geez, that's hard. Okay. Who? Tay. Tay Diggs. Very very lovely he's also a friend you know what i mean there's that weird psychotic thing too and you i don't know if you've experienced it when you're like this is i'm here but i'm not here yeah right. <laughs> you know you're like there's 60 people this is my job and yeah. making it a certain way but yeah he's very okay. soft nice lips okay um, favorite cuss word favorite in any language oh really i've got like well my made-up cuss word that i is called it's fucker town so I was fucker town and like, oh, fucker town. So that's my favorite one. But okay. then I also love, and it's very controversial in some, but we know the C word. Mm. Mm. Oh. Oh. Oh, yeah. I feel like it. I'm Irish. I mean, my dad's from Ireland. Like everyone says it drops the C word. Like it's mm. like, you know, nothing. it's every other word. It's nothing. But I do phonetically. But I think that's why fuck is very phonetically satisfying. It's amazing. Yes. It's the best. It is the best word. Last one. Okay, I know you have to go. If heaven exists, what do you want to hear God say when you walk through the pearly gates? Oh, wow. Yeah. I mean, it's all tits and champagne from here on out, kid. <laughs> <laughs> Best answer yet.
that sounds amazing. I want to go there. You are spectacularly wonderful. Thank you for your time. I'm sorry we went over, but it's been a blast. Yeah. But I have yourself. Finally, I'm happy this finally happened and we connected. What a delight to meet you, Carrie. Nice to meet you, too. Yeah. And hopefully we see each other soon in New York or somewhere in the world. Let me know when this comes out, when you edit it, oh. and I'll obviously post it, well, we right? Send, we send you the, the version two for you to look at. Yeah, yeah and you'd That's be like, um, girls, cut that out. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Okay, cool. Enjoy yourself right. there, and be okay. well, stay safe, and we will see you soon. Okay, darlings, take good care. <laughs> you too. Bye. Bye.